It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Bengals made a pair of minor moves before free agency opens, but before we get there, let's dive into James's plan and my plan for the Bengals in free agency in 2023. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe button on YouTube, follow anywhere you get your podcasts to make it easy to get those notifications and join that first listen club with all those other Bengals fans that listen to Lockdown Bengals every day. And James, we're going to dive into some free agent planning this year. It's less exciting than previous years. We're not going out and signing seven external free agents. We're not going through all the tiers as much. Although, Speak for yourself. There I will have 72 be. in my plan. 72 free agents. Hmm. That's weird because... <laughs> Don't do it. 50, 53. <laughs> Don't do it. But... Anyway, James has a flashy plan for us. That's where we're going to start today. And by flashy, I mean, you know, temper your expectations, but as flashy as this year can get. And I was a little bit more conservative, but let's get into the plans and we'll talk about the merits of these couple of different approaches here. James, talk about these high dollar free agents that you're ready for the Bengals to sign. Well, let's start with the highest dollar free agent, the best player in franchise history or, or soon to be, because maybe not yet but soon to be, you got to extend Joey B. And that one happens and is going to happen. And so you have to mention that when it comes to the plan. As far as quarterback two, I think it's interesting. Do you bring back Brandon Allen? Do you like the the back end of this quarterback class enough to go with a rookie? I would be open to that. I don't know if they are. I also haven't had enough time to dive into the the quarterbacks. We've been focused on the day one, day two guys more so. I haven't looked at the Stetson quarterbacks close Bennett. enough. All right, and he's my age, so you know he looked good at, at the combine. But you know, is he mature enough? All of those things. But sure, I could use, I could see him or someone like that, right? That's 
uh, one in college becoming the backup. Uh, that said, if I had to, as of now, I would say Brandon Allen on a reasonable deal is fine. I would bring back some AJP Ryan. I think that that's a, a realistic move, a, a keep your floor at running back here before you add to it in the, uh, in the draft, obviously, that means cutting Joe Mixon and saving over seven million dollars in cap space, and one or a couple more. I'm just looking internally. Of course, why wouldn't you want to sign or re-sign or extend guys like Logan Wilson and T. Higgins? So, if you could get those guys done along with Joe Burrow, you're talking about the core now, the the center and the heart of your defense, right? And then you're talking about the Again, the guy who's going to go down as the best player in franchise history being locked up. T. Higgins, one of the best receivers they've had in quite some time locked up throughout his prime. That would be a huge, huge win. And I haven't even got to, to external free agents at all. And, and so that aspect uh, is, is something that I, I think that the Bengals are looking at it and hopefully they can pull off. Before I get to the external guys, one of the, the hot button issues is Hayden Hurst. And in my plan, I look at Hayden Hurst and I look at these tight ends in, in, in this draft class. And I think the Bengals can bring back one of their own and get much better, much more dynamic, not just in 2023, but beyond at tight end. And that doesn't even mean taking a tight end at 28. And so instead of signing Hayden Hurst, I'm just going to go give Drew Sample a one-year deal bargain bin. Hey, come be this stabilizer, this co consistent presence and a guy who can block. We know that. And then I'm going to double dip at tight end, certainly get at least one tight end in the draft, but maybe double dip at tight end and, uh, and fix the tight end spot for the long term by going that route. So that's the controversial thing. Let Hayden Hurst walk, save that money. Well, James, why would you save that money? What are you doing? Well, it's because, ah, I've talked about right tackle as I have a, a ton and uh, going through these guys, the Mike McGlinchey's, the Caleb McGarry's. And I think Caleb McGarry might be more realistic or someone of that, you know, uh, Illuminor, right? Jermaine Illuminor might be more realistic, someone in that area, that tier. But I'm going to go for it all here inside Jawan Taylor. I'm sick and tired of talking about tackle play. I'm sick and tired of discussing this offensive line. I think they got it right on the interior. I think they're fine there. You're going to have to figure out Jonah Williams long-term, who's going to be that left tackle of the future. But Jawan Taylor is your right tackle of the future. Sign him. It's going to be a big deal. I don't think it happens in real life. But that's what I would do is I would try to get a, a stud 26-year-old right tackle that can hold down the 40. He's been extremely durable for the, the Jaguars bring him in and have him protect Joey B. So that is my big splash. And then one other one, I, I would go out and keeping Von Bell is cool, but if you could get Juan Thornhill for less, which a lot of the models have him going for less, I love the idea of being able to give Dax Hill some flexibility and use that versatility and move him around the defense as a chess piece. And Juan Thornhill could do that. Von Bell, more of a box safety. Thornhill can play deep, kind of like Bates. You're already losing Bates bringing a guy like Thornhill and then you have Thornhill and Daxo for years to come. So that is, uh, that is my plan. The big, big names, not that splashy, but Jawan Taylor, Juan Thornhill. Those are the two guys that I would externally bring in and, and really bolster one side of the offense. And then uh, obviously a big part of the defense as well.
What are you doing with corner with Chidobe Abouzier's availability coming off the mm -hmm. ACL in question? Sure. So, so Chidobe Abouzier, obviously big question mark. You have Mike Hilton, you have Cam Taylor Britt. Both of those guys are going to start. We'll get to some, some news at the back end of that cornerback room after we get through our plans. I think that's much like tight end. This is the, the draft to address corner. So could you bring back Eli Apple? Maybe. And right now, like it, with this plan, I would still have some wiggle room to maybe work out a deal with Eli Apple or someone like that, maybe a $2 million corner, some kind of veteran that's flying under the radar. But if you didn't do that, I'm fine finding the right guy in the draft. And I think that this coaching staff, this front office, they would be able to do so on day one or day two. Yeah, what I like about this plan, you, you extend all the guys that I think they should try to get those deals done this year. Which is going to be hard to do, right? It's going to be really tough to I, do. I think so. I, I also, you know, Brandon Allen versus somebody else. For me, comp picks are, are part of the equation. And I think with your plan, you know, you bring in two external guys, that's going to offset some of your picks. You maybe get one comp pick out of that. Maybe you get a fourth rounder for Jermaine Pratt. Um, I don't think you would get the the third rounder for Jesse Bates because of the deal that would be required for Jawan Taylor there. But if I was going to spend money on a right tackle, I do think Jawan Taylor is that guy. I don't know if I'd go so far as to call him a stud like you did, but he he did show pass protection, pass protection, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was going. In in pass protection, that's what he has been good at as a pro, which is a little surprising. I think we've talked about Jawan Taylor, his profile coming out of Florida was not necessarily pass protector strength, no run defense, no, no run blocking uh, aspect to his game. Uh, so, so that's something you could expect to see develop. And then at safety, Juan Thornhill, a guy we've talked about on the show as well was, was a big draft crush back when he was coming out, what, four years ago. And so the, the, the flexibility you get at the safety position there, that's all great. Um, to me, you know, is it is it worth signing an external free agent to for 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 the difference in play you get for Thornhill and Bell? That's a question for the coaches and how they would deploy those guys. What the plan would be if they were to bring in Thornhill, how they feel about that fit. And the other thing is, you know, Lou Anarumo has talked a lot about how much his safeties do in terms of leadership in the DB room, in terms of mm -hmm. on field adjustments, and so keeping one of those guys for that communication aspect keeping some continuity of safety um, is, is something that I'll talk about a little bit. And then the other big one is I feel like the tight end plan is risky. Drew Sample coming off an ACL, asking rookies to come in and, and make it up for your room. Uh, I'm going to go a different direction there and, and try to mitigate some of that risk a little bit. Um, but I, I understand the idea. It's, it's just, you know, you're prioritizing right tackle over, over the tight end position. I just think that, you know, you, you could just be giving yourself a vacuum at tight end in 2023, which mm -hmm. to me is a little scary. Sure. And, and I think that would scare off a lot of people. But would you trade Hayden Hurst for Jawan Taylor? That's uh, just that's what I did. I, so, so like the people saying, oh, well, take a right tackle at 28. You can't consider a tight end. Well, now you could consider whatever the hell you want to at 28. Because you have that right tackle. And by the way, if you draft a tackle at 28, that can be Jonah Williams' replacement in 24. So that's what I did. Um, but no, I agree. There's That's the role of the dice and the positional value and, and the risk in it. And I can't wait to hear about your plan. We will dive into Jake's free agency plan 
in just a second. But today's show is brought to you by the number one protein bar on the planet. The protein bar that Jake eats, I eat, and you should try if you haven't already. It's Built Bar, the number one protein bar. Like I said, they're covered in 100% chocolate, high protein, low sugar, low calories, and easy to find, easier than ever to find. And they have a ton of different flavors. So there's going to be something that you'll love. And so whether you want to go to built.com and order right there, which is really easy on their easy to navigate website, or you could go to your local Sam's Club, your local Walmart, they're everywhere and get built bars in your life today. So whether it's a four pack at Walmart, whether it's a big 13 value box, 13 bar value box at Sam's Club, Built Bar has you covered. Get them in your life today and uh, get swole. Jake Lisko got on me because he was gaining weight. Get swole like Jake Lisko with Built Bar today. All you need is a couple of Built Bars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, James. So let's talk my version of the plan a little bit more conservative here. My emphasis was the the idea of my plan, and there are a lot of similarities, but the idea of my plan is to get to the draft and and be able to to not have pressing needs. You don't have to pick for anybody who needs, you absolutely need a starter at tackle. You absolutely need a starter at corner. The goal was to to avoid going into the draft with pressing needs for starters, to maximize comp picks, and to to tr- obviously try to set yourself up for winning in 2023. But wh- one of the reasons I'm looking at comp picks is because I'm looking at the Bengals' recent drafts and like one pick per round just just doesn't feel like enough right now. And I, I just think there's an opportunity here to get back into the comp pick game. Like if they do free agency well this year, it's possible that they could have a third, fourth, and fifth round comp pick next year. Maybe you not me. likely. You throwing this at me? You throwing comp picks at me? Yeah. We're trying to win. We're trying to win a ring, Jake. I think you can ring. do both. I think We're you trying can to win do a both. ring. It's very hard to do both. I, I disagree. The Chiefs have done it. The, the 49ers have been in contention. They've had a the ton 49ers of 49ers haven't won a damn thing. What else? They've been in contention. The Chiefs, I just said the Chiefs. The Chiefs had a ton of comp picks sure. last year. Yeah, I, that's fine. All right, so the Chiefs. I'm Trade giving you examples. I've given you two examples of final four teams. One. Uh, well, the Bengals are a final four team. Okay. So. You're, saying it's, you're saying it's impossible. I'm saying that half I'm of the teams in this year's... I just... If you can upgrade the roster, I say upgrade it. Who cares about a comp pick? I, I, again, I think you can do both. That's what this plan is about. All right, go ahead. I'm not trying to so, interrupt you. I just F them comp picks. Yeah, I I, th- I think there's a world where you can toe the line and, and maybe you split the difference and do things a little bit differently here. Maybe you punt on one or two of them and you still try to recoup one or two uh, because there's Punter? a world where you could get up to four and and there's a world where you could, you know, you could have maybe two or even one. One would be yeah. great. A fourth I think you get one with mine. Great. Yeah, I think you get one with mine. But yeah, yours, you which, might have more for sure. Yeah, and 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 I, I would have to 
think harder about where that comp pick would be. Maybe the fourth rounder, maybe a fifth rounder for Jermaine Pratt. Anyway, I'm focusing on bringing back Cincinnati Bengals for the most part here, which is kind of going in terms of like, what's the best version of the plan that we've heard the Bengals front office talk about? Real quick, Hayden Hurst in my plan. He would count too. Uh, yeah. As an extra, I forgot about you're, you're signing two external guys. So you have Hayden Hurst, Jermaine Pratt, Jesse Bates outgoing, and then you have two Von guys Bell incoming. Outgoing. Yeah, and two guys incoming. So there's two picks probably later because uh, so yeah. So right. I and I think that's fine. Right? Like I I'm just I'm not gonna do the same thing as you, right? Like I agree if you're gonna oh, no, spend I'm money not, on the right I'm not tackle. saying you should. I'm not saying you should. Anyway, uh, get into your plan. I've interrupted about the complex enough. Go ahead. Right. Well, anyway, I'm just finishing the point by saying if you're gonna spend money on a right tackle, Juwan Taylor, I agree. If you're gonna spend money in an external phrase safety, Juan Thornhill, I agree. Those are great. I like those ideas. So say, same idea for the most part here. Extend Logan Wilson, extend T. Higgins, extend Joe Burrow if you can. I'm also cutting Joe Mixon. So so these are all the same. Brandon Allen, again, like, are you spending money on an on a Andy Dalton? Probably makes your team better. And if they do it, I'm fine with it. But that is a qualifying free agent. Do you want to get into that world for backup quarterback where, you know, I, I think there's a real debate there. Wouldn't hate it, though. And they certainly have the money if, if they wanted to, to bring in a veteran backup that isn't Brandon Allen. I think they like Brandon Allen a lot. So Brandon Allen in this plan is fine. Samaj P. Ryan, I'm still on board with, still on board with going out and finding a running back in the draft. Big differences for me are I don't want to go into the draft feeling like I need a corner. And so if you wanted to bring back Eli Apple or find a guy that gets cut, uh, yeah. who, who was it yesterday? Shaq Griffin. Am I remembering that right? Shaq Griffin got cut. He probably is going to make a little bit more money. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're able to get him in on a, on a short-term deal or, or a guy like that who can go be a veteran starter for you if you need him at the beginning of the year while Cheeto gets healthy, then I'm, a, I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of bringing back Von Bell. And then the, the one external guy I'm looking at, the one external spot, is also right tackle. But in terms of, like, price per performance to me, I'm interested in saving money here and – I'm, I'm interested in a stopgap a little bit, and, and I know that's annoying. I, I'm interested in drafting a tackle as well. So say it's Jermaine Illuminor or Cam Fleming or Kelvin Beecham, one of those guys. Pick, pick, pick one of those three guys as a veteran right tackle who can come in and play some snaps for you if you need. Gives them time to figure out what's going on with Lyle Collins. Gives them time if they draft a tackle and he's not ready right away at the beginning of the year gives them positional flexibility depending on which of these guys it is. A lot of these guys have played on both sides and have played on the inside when you're talking about this tier of tackle. You could even include like Trey Pipkins, Andrew Wiley, Billy Turner in this conversation as well. You get the positional versatility, you get the veteran experience, you, you save a ton of money, and I'm not sure how much worse the production is than a Jawan Taylor. It's not a long-term answer. That's the downside for sure. And, and in this idea, like I am prioritizing a tackle in the first two rounds of the draft. But for, for me, that works. And mm-hmm. is even in some ways less risky than sinking big money into Jawan Taylor because all these tackles that are out there this year, and maybe we're wrong because they're right tackles 
And we saw last year and, and continuously throughout NFL history, right tackles just aren't getting that big, big money the way left tackles are. So maybe that depresses the numbers a little bit. But for some of these top of market guys, you're paying top of market money for middle market talent. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to avoid that. And I think that's in line with what the Bengals would probably like to do. It's what we've seen them do in recent years where they're avoiding that top, top of market for the most part and, and doing more at lower dollar amounts. And we know there's an emphasis on keeping their own this year. I just think if there's one spot they need to address, and we've talked about this a lot, you, you can't go into the year with the uncertainty around Lyle Collins. Mm-hmm. And so getting a veteran there and getting a veteran with flexibility there was my priority talking about some of these guys that are available to come in at right tackle. I like it. And I, I agree. I think it's, it's certainly more realistic. I think that's going to be their approach at right tackle. The main thing in both of our plans is finding some kind of stabilizing right tackle spot. Right. And I like how balanced you are because you were able to keep Hayden Hurst. By the way, in my plan, I forgot to cut Lyle Collins, which obviously you would do if you signed Jawan Taylor. So there would be room for Hurst for what it's worth. And I like the idea of bringing him back. So you get stability there. Cam Fleming would make some sense. I don't think the Bengals would be in on Beecham just because of his age. I mean, if he's older, if you're a player older than the locked on Bengals host. He, he's played 3,000 snaps the last three years. It's incredible I, for a guy that's in his 30s to, to have that kind of track record. No doubt. And I'm not saying they shouldn't go after him. I just look at their I mean, they have no one that's 34 years old now yeah. because they don't have Clark Harris or uh, Kevin Huber anymore. So. Mm-hmm. Overall, though, I like the plan. Let's uh, l- let me react more to it in-, in just a second. Coming up next, right here on Lockdown Bengals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we'll get into, of course, the Bengals' actual free agency news after James has a chance to talk, and we have a chance to talk a little bit more about this more conservative plan that is going to roll over money, you know, not going to spend all the way to the cap. I hate it. Hurt the hell out of <laughs> Bengals fans everywhere. I hate uh, it. And it probably wouldn't. These numbers are approximate. I think they will be pretty close to the cap, but, but continue James with your thoughts. No, no, I, I do too. And, and look, you're, you're able to keep Von Bell, which is something I think they want to do. And I think they would prefer over Juan Thornhill. I, I don't think they're telling themselves okay, we want to replace Von Bell. I just, I love the idea of letting Dax Hill go be this athlete playmaker. And and so it makes some sense. We'll see if they do it. At the same time, they've done this at right tackle the past two years. Why would they not do it again, especially with uncertainty at tackle, especially because I think tackle is very much in play at number 28, getting a stopgap type guy that holds the fort down and then maybe you land an Anton Harrison at 28. He's been mocked all week long, it seems like, mm-hmm. to the Bengals. And you, you could figure out which spot's best for him, left tackle, right tackle at, at the pro level, and, and start grooming him there. And you have Jackson Carmen that can be your swing tackle as well. So you, you have some flexibility if you do that. Overall, I think that it's a realistic plan. The, the thing that might be 
as pie in the sky as signing a Jawan Taylor, which again, I don't think they would do. And obviously was part of my plan. Getting all three guys done, Burrow, yeah. Higgins, and, and Wilson, that is, I just don't know. It would be great. I mean, if they could do that, if you tell me, you know, in, in late July, they have all three of those guys locked up for the, the next three to four years, and it would be four years minimum, because if T signs a three year extension, let's say, that would be huge. And so I think that's the best part of both of our plans is the fact that you are retaining your own and you're retaining guys that have made huge, huge plays in big moments. I mean, Logan Wilson's a stud, and I think he's getting better and better. And obviously we know what T and Burrow are. And, and I think those are their priorities, right? Sure, yeah. For, for extensions, it, that's what we've talked about, and, and that hasn't changed for me. I mean, we were talking about that going into this year, like, oh, next year they're going to be looking at extending these guys. And maybe, maybe he's re-signing Jermaine Pratt, and that ship has apparently sailed. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I think like there's a world... And it's probably not a very likely scenario where Jermaine Pratt's market doesn't materialize mm-hmm. and, and he ends up back like Eli Apple. I mean, it's possible. I, I doubt it, but uh, I, I think it's possible. The other the other big difference here, and, and you mentioned Lyle Collins, is I, I don't think the Bengals are rushing to make a decision there. And I don't sure. think you do either. But I think they are going to wait and see how his recovery is going. And if mm-hmm. you can get, you know, like a four, you know, a, a less than $5 million, let's say, right tackle. Veteran, one of those guys that I mentioned, and there's like six, seven different options there. Mm-hmm. And and Lel is able to get back late in training camp, which would be somewhat miraculous. But say he has a really good recovery, then you have a veteran swing back up and, and you can maybe ease Lel in off the – you know, physically unable to perform list a couple of weeks into the season, you know, six weeks sure. into the season, whenever it is, that sort of thing gives, gives you that Find me depth. Up. Depth. Um, depth, depth, g- depth, gives you the flexibility, flexibility going into the draft, flexibility to, to make a decision with L Collins. And, and that's kind of what I'm looking at with yeah. everything we've heard from the Bengals about the way that we think they're going to approach this off season. I would be fine with that. I, I think Lel Collins, he was playing through multiple injuries last year. What if, this, as weird as it sounds, allows all those other things to heal. And then he's coming back from an ACL. And that's the obviously optimistic take. He's yeah. 30 years old now. It's it's tough. But there's a path for that. And so if, if they do that, that's fine. And, and I think, honestly, that along with a, a budget right tackle signing, one of these value guys, a Cam Fleming that has that flexibility – I, th- I think is is more in line with their thinking. I do want to mention one more name because I'm I'm kind of uh, partial to this guy. I, I think uh, just from a wide receiver standpoint, you know me, James has to mention a receiver. One guy I would target, and I think is the perfect like fourth, fifth type receiver that you could get. And that doesn't mean that you don't draft one or anything. He's not going to cost a lot of money. I can't I can't wait for this idea. Twenty six year old. He's not going to cost anything. I mean, and I don't think he would hurt your compensatory pick formula either because he just wouldn't play a ton. Scotty Miller, baby. Let's go. Let's bring in the little speedster that's played in huge games, NFC Championship touchdowns against the Packers at Lambeau, uh-huh. Super Bowls. I would uh, I would be interested in him. 4-3 speed, man. The dude flies. Why not? I think he'll get, like, an invite to training camp somewhere. Wow, Really? He's better than he's going to be in high demand. 
No, I, I said like a one year, like one million dollar. Like you, you just have him replace any of those back end guys. I mean, I think somebody will definitely take a swing because of his speed. But that's a guy you might be able to wait until they don't count sure. for the comp, comp formula anymore. Fine. Yeah. Fine. That's fine with me. It doesn't matter. I just, I had to mention a receiver. I look at it. <laughs> who, who do I like? Well, I'm not going to say McCole Hartman because they're not in on him. Spoiler. Uh-huh. So, so who is it? Well, they're not going after Alan Lazard. I think Scotty Miller would be fun. And I'm going to send it, send this message to the powers that be. All right. Very good. <laughs> Uh, Jawan Taylor would be fun guys too. Everywhere. Five I, guys everywhere. I think it would be really fun if the Bengals went out and signed Jawan Taylor and, and you did crossed. have a, a right tackle long-term idea there. I, I do like, despite the PFF grades being in the 60s or whatever for him, you know, the, the pass protection aspect of his game and the durability of his game are pretty enticing to me. I think when you look at the tackles that are out there, Orlando Brown, we've talked about, is only going to play left tackle. Mike McGlinchey, I think you're paying premium dollars for an average player. Jawan Taylor, you might be a little bit too, but at least he has that strength as, as a pass blocker. He hasn't missed any time in the NFL. You're getting him healthy. He's 25 years old. Caleb McGarry, a name you mentioned. I, I don't think for the record that he's in the Jermaine Illuminor tier. Uh, I think he's probably in a tier unto himself, maybe right behind Jawan Taylor, maybe maybe a little bit behind Jawan Taylor. Just don't think that's a scheme fit for, for anyone wondering about Caleb McGarry. And we talked we'll about s- that a little bit yesterday after the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we did. And you've sold me on Jawan Taylor of the guy. I just want to find the guy. And he doesn't need to be great, but just find someone that, oh, he's the right tackle. He's fine. Like, if you could sign prime Andre Smith this year, prime I'm Andre fine with Smith. it. Nice. If, nice if you could take the clock back to 2012 and just give me Andre Smith, 2012 Andre Smith on the 2023 Bengals, I would take that. That's not, now wild. everybody knows what which what is James. wild, <laughs> wild. All right, before we get out of here, the Bengals signed Joe Bacci and Jalen Davis to short Bacci. deals. Joe Bacci got a one year <laughs> extension, one year deal. And Jalen Davis got two years. Jalen Davis will be the backup slot corner in Cincinnati for the remainder of Mike Hilton's tenure. If he sees the life of this deal, both of those guys have two years left at this point. And Joe Bocci, given the imminent departure of Jermaine Pratt, very likely gives the Bengals some depth at the position. And both guys were restricted free agents. And that's why this is somewhat noteworthy. The Bengals do not put, at this point, any restricted tenders on any of their restricted free agents, which would be more expensive very likely than the deals they've reached with Bachi and with Jalen Davis, who are both players that I'm glad to have back. I think they're good depth. And I think that uh, avoiding the higher price tag of the one-year RFA tender in the case of, of uh, Jalen Davis, and I assume Bachi is getting paid less than the, the RFA tender would have paid him, is, is a nice move for the Bengals. Probably splits the difference a little bit to give them some some semblance of a raise and, and save the Bengals some money against the cap. The Bengals love Joe Bocci. They won't hesitate to tell you in the draft. And obviously they didn't get him then. They were able to get him a year later. But uh, they believe in him. Obviously a key special teamer. And then earlier in the middle when Mike Hilton got injured ahead of the Carolina game and, and couldn't pra- or couldn't play, 
Zach Taylor straight up said, Jalen Davis, we think, is one of the 32 best knuckle corners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was gassing up his guy before a big moment. Who knows? The Bengals believe in Jalen Davis. So I, I like both signings. You're right. It was better to go this route. And uh, who knows? By the way, you mentioned Mike Hilton. 29th birthday on Thursday for Mike Hilton. So, oh, so happy nice. birthday. You are, are still young. And, and have not been aged out like the Locked On Bengals host. We would be ineligible for the Bengals roster strictly due to age, not athleticism. I could long snap for a couple more years. I think you could you could probably punt also. Me? I mean, that, that's what we're age eligible for. Oh, okay. I, I think I'm more likely to, to do something else than punt. You don't want to see me punt. Th- those are our only age eligible positions, though. So. Yeah. Got to brush up on the skill set. Yeah, the athleticism, not a problem. The age is the big problem. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown <laughs> Bengals podcast. Our next episode will be out on Sunday night before the tampering window opens Ooh. on Monday with a little bit more in terms of a free agency preview. And then, of course, next week throughout the week, we will be, of course, daily. And then if the Bengals do make those moves, keep an eye out for some extra content. Because when the Bengals do big things... Sometimes it doesn't coincide with our schedule and we just have to do extra bonus podcasts. So that might be coming your way next week. The Bengals have a lot to say about that. Maybe we'll get a Joe Burrow extension. That'd be pretty exciting. Who knows? That's coming your way next week on Lockdown Bengals. Thanks for listening. Hootay and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.